Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this first. <laughs> <laughs> this first what? This first uh, show back from our long vacation? Shush. Oh, we're not. We're not going to use this. Oh, and you screw up. We don't use it. Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm fine. I liked our little banter before that you cut out because you made a mistake in yeah. our introduction. Well, I was trying to mention a bunch of stuff that it's our first show of 2022. Happy New Year. Happy birthday. We're just back from a cruise. We're still trying to get unpacked, but we're here. We are here, and yes. And we've got a bunch of news to catch up on over the past 10 or 11 days. We do. Do you want to talk a little bit about our vacation? If you would like to. It was great, wasn't it? It was. We haven't really been down there for a nice long vacation in a while. We've done, you know, a few short little here and there's, but um, this was nice. We did a day at, uh, we did an evening at Disney Springs. We got to have Gideon's Bakehouse Cookies. Yes. We saw the new Cirque du Soleil show, Drawn Drawn to to Life. Life. That was excellent. It was very good. Um, We ate at the Polite Pig. We, what else did we do? Oh, we we met Jason at... um, Showcase of Citrus. Showcase of Citrus. I got to pick my first citrus fruits from an actual grove, so that you was really were fun. almost attacked by an emu. I was. They had a very big, I don't know, an ostrich or emu. It was huge. You so made friends with a small donkey. <laughs> they did have a little donkey. Very cute. Yes. Uh, we went to Epcot. We got to ride the Ratatouille ride, which was super cute. Yeah, that's uh, in the news today. We got in on the virtual queue first thing in the morning, so yeah. that, was, that made life a little easier. Yeah. Uh, we saw Harmonious. I really enjoyed it. Tony was a little less uh, excited by it, but yeah, I still don't like the taco barges. Yeah, no, me either. I mean, for the show that it is, even though it's very good, it's not really worth having those huge things in the in the lake all the time. Right. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. We had a nice vantage point um, between what America and right over near the Japan? Uh, yeah, right over near the little gate on the water in the Japan section, the yep. Japan Pavilion. Yep. So that was a nice spot. We enjoyed that. Um, and then we drove over to Miami. We took the, uh, Florida turnpike down. Yeah. That's a terrible ride. Yeah. It's so boring. And, uh, we got on, uh, the Disney magic for five nights. We did a double dip at Castaway. We had some nice weather. We stopped at Nassau and enjoyed the ship that day. We did not get off. Uh, overall a really nice time. Yeah. Glad to be home though. Glad to be home to nine inches of snow. Yeah. I don't know about glad to be home. I mean, there were definitely some things that I missed about home, but it's so dreary here. Well, it's winter. Yes, it is. You know it'll cheer us up? What? Some Disney news. All right, let's talk about it. All right, you want to talk about the Disney Parks blog? Sure. Um, they have here on the Disney Parks blog, um, Star Tours at Disneyland Park is celebrating 35 years of galactic adventures. That's right. I can't believe that ride's 35 years I old. I can't either. Um, but on Sunday, uh, January 9th, which is when we're recording, Star Tours celebrates their 35th anniversary of opening up at Disneyland Park. They opened on January 9th, 1987, and it was the original uh, version of Star Tours. The ride's gone through a couple of remakes over the years and and reimaginings, but it's the old ride with Captain Rex, and uh, yeah, good times. Awesome. 35. Very good. All right, what do we have next? Staying with the Disney Parks blog, uh, they have the Foodie Guide to the 2022 Epcot International Festival of the Arts, uh, which is going to begin on January 14th. That's right. That's this coming Friday. 
Uh, we're not going to go through the food because there's just way too much of it. We've yeah. got a lot of news to catch up on. Um, but this is the Epcot International Food uh, International Festival of the Arts. It runs from January 14th through February 21st, and it showcases visual, culinary, and performing arts. So there are a ton of chefs and mixologists that have, uh, you know, food that you could consider a work of art for this uh, for this event. Yeah. And it is the debut of the new Figment popcorn bucket. Oh, boy. Yeah. As much as we enjoyed Epcot, we managed to hit it right between festivals. Yes. So um, the Festival of the Holidays had just ended, and the Festival of Arts had not started yet. So it was a little um, quiet as far as places. I don't want to say there weren't a lot of places to eat, but all those food booths were all closed. You right. know, I don't think I've been to Epcot with all those closed in ages, because there's always some sort of a festival going on. Um, All right. The National Geographic Expeditions has announced a new 2020, has announced new 2023 departure dates um, that are taking you to breathtaking destinations. That's right. You're used to hearing us talking about traveling with Disney, whether it's uh, any of the parks, Alani, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, but National Geographic that now kind of you know, has this partnership with Disney through uh, Disney Plus. Um, but National Geographic runs a signature land, private expedition, and river cruise itineraries. Uh, and they've announced some expeditions for 2023 that include a Costa Rica wildlife and conservation trip. That's an eight-night, nine-day expedition. Uh, they have some European river cruises. And they have signature land trips um, that run through multiple locations uh, in 2023, uh, including Patagonia, Egypt, India, and Borneo. Ooh. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can contact, uh, well, probably me, because yeah. we could probably do it through Disney. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, next on the Disney Parks blog, uh, Typhoon Lagoon reopened at Disney World Resort. That happened while we were there, actually. That's right. It opened January 2nd. I would have loved to have gone. Uh, and then due to weather, they closed on January 3rd. <laughs> it, got, it got a little chilly. Yeah, but it was only a one-day closure. Uh, so nice to see that after almost two years, um, Typhoon Lagoon has reopened. Blizzard Beach is currently closed for its its winter refurbishment mm-hmm. uh, that they do every year. And, um, you know, uh, I enjoy Typhoon Lagoon a little better than yeah. Blizzard Beach. Uh, just because of the uh, water coaster, the crush and gusher. Okay. Um, they have changed some things with Remy's Ratatouille as far as the um, virtual queue goes. You want me to talk about that? I sure do. Okay. I was taking a drink. Um, when we were there, we were able to, as Cheryl mentioned, get into the virtual queue at Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And uh, they have announced that uh, beginning January 10th, uh, which is the day the show comes out, there will no longer be a virtual queue Uh, You will now be able to ride by either getting in the standby queue or by purchasing access to a lightning lane queue uh, for this attraction. Uh, So the lightning lane queue is the individual individually priced attractions uh, that you can purchase at certain parks. Mm -hmm. So uh, those are your, your new two opportunities to ride. Yeah. So no more virtual queue. Not sure how I feel about this. Uh, I like the idea that you can just get in a standby. That's great. Um, But I I feel like Disney has probably done this because most people were able to get a virtual queue spot. 
and then had no reason to pay for Lightning Lane. Right. Whereas if you show up and there's a you know an hour long wait or a two hour long wait, then you just go ahead and get your Lightning Lane. Disney gets their money, and you don't have to wait a long time. Yeah, I do think they're kind of uh, twisting your arm to yeah. make you buy the individual Lightning Lane attraction. Yeah, or else you're standing entitled. in a you're going to be standing in a two two and a half hour line, whereas um, you were able to really reduce that line with the virtual queue. Yep. So that's all the news from the Disney Parks blog. So what do we have going on over at Disneyland? Uh, how about the hours for Disneyland Resort coming up? Excellent. They've released their hours through uh, February 14th. And every day Disneyland Park will open at 8 a.m. Uh, they will close at 8 p.m. except on February 14th when it closes at 7 p.m. Uh, that's on Mondays and Wednesdays they close at 8. On Tuesdays and Thursdays they close at 7 uh, and then Saturday and Sunday night, they close at 11 p.m. On Saturday, February 12th, they will close at midnight. California Adventure will open at 8 a.m. every day in February. Uh, and then they will close at 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday on February uh, February 10th. And then Monday, February 14th, the park closes at 9 p.m. On February 4th and 11th and Saturday, February 12th, the park closes at 10 and then on Sundays, as well as Saturday, February 5th, the park closes at 9 p.m. No it's one's going to remember any of this, and it's all going to change. So could they have any consistency there? No. So no. just go ahead and, and check your... just show up your, at the park uh, and stay as long as you'd like to go. <laughs> yeah. Just check ahead of time. Disneyland is holding an in-person job fair on January 11th and 12th. That's right. They will be looking for full and part-time positions in a job fair at the Disneyland Hotel. Specifically, they are looking for culinary, hotel, custodial, merchandise, food and beverage service, and spa roles. Uh, they do have hiring bonuses for certain jobs ranging from $1,000 to $1,500, and you can apply online ahead of the job fair. Uh, that will be held in the uh, hotel's exhibit hall, and it's very similar to a fair they held back in November. All right. So maybe a lot of those people didn't work out. Uh, maybe, or they didn't get as many as they wanted. Maybe. Um, the formal Castle Holiday Shop has become Merlin's Marvelous Miscellany. This is at Disneyland. That's right. Since uh, Main Street USA Disneyland now has the Plaza Point Holiday Shop, uh, the old shop in the park is being rethemed, and as Cheryl mentioned, it's being renamed as Merlin's Marvelous Miscellany. That is in the Fantasyland section of the park, and um, it uh, it's going to be a bunch of miscellany. All right, then. Yeah, it does not mention what's going to be there. Uh, right now, the shop, just the sign is outside, um, and there's a sign on the door that says, Ye Holiday Shop has been resettled to uh, Plaza Point on Main Street. Um, and they don't indicate what's going to be in Merlin's shop. All righty. Um, specialty frozen bananas are going to be coming soon to California Adventure. That's right. If you enjoy Clarabelle's hand-scooped ice cream at Disney's California Adventure, you're soon going to be able to enjoy a variety of uh, chocolate-dipped frozen bananas. They will be uh, dipped in dark or milk chocolate, and you will have your choice of four toppings, rainbow sprinkles, Mickey confetti, crushed peanuts, or crushed waffle cone. Yummy. Yeah, and that begins uh, January 10th. Fabulous. Um, let's see, where are we now? Uh, still in California Adventure, uh, the Little Mermaid area, Ariel's Undersea Adventure is going to be closing for refurbishment on January 10th. That's right. So if you can't see the show, maybe you'd want to enjoy a chocolate-dipped banana. Instead? Uh, but the show, the uh, attraction's only closing for a quick four-day refurbishment. It is expected to reopen on January 14th. All right. 
And that's all the Disneyland news. So let's head over to Florida. All right. In Disney World, the theme park hours have been released through March 15th. That's right. Um, let's see. Same deal with Park Hopper. Availability uh, is from 2 p.m. till closing. Uh, Magic Kingdom is going to be open every day from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. March 7th through 12th. Uh, and this is a, a, a week, well, almost a week's worth of dates because the hours have already been posted to March 6th. Mm-hmm. Um and then on March 13th through 15th, the park will be open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Of course, if you're a deluxe resort guest or a DVC guest, you can ex- enjoy extended evening hours um, on March 9th from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Epcot will be open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. each day. Uh, those extended hours are on uh, March 7th and March 14th from 9 p.m. to 11 Hollywood Studios will be open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily, and Animal Kingdom will be open from 9 p.m. I'm sorry, from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily. Uh, So it looks like they're, you know, they had been staggering the park openings, Mm -hmm. um, but now it looks like the three parks, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom are all going to a unified 9 a.m. opening time, and Epcot is uh, opening at 10. Okay. So uh, that's the deal. Disney Springs will be open at 10 a.m. daily and will close at 11 p.m. And then on Friday and Saturday, they they will close at 11.30 p.m. Okay. All right. Um, And the hours have been extended um, January 23rd through the 29th at the Magic Kingdom and at Animal Kingdom. That's right. They will be open uh, on January 23rd and 27th until 9 p.m. in the Magic Kingdom. And on January 24th, 28th, and 29th, the Magic Kingdom will close at 10 p.m. Over at the Animal Kingdom, they will have an earlier opening on January 23rd, 25th, and 29th. Uh, that will be at 8 a.m. And on January 23rd and 29th, they will extend the hours until 8 p.m. So if you're headed to the parks during those times, you might want to check your uh, your schedules. Okay. Um, the Jungle Navigation Company ticket agency has been added to the exit of the Jungle Cruise at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, uh, it's just more of the theming area. Uh, they had a little kiosk at the exit of the Jungle Cruise, and it just kind of ties into the new theming of the um uh, the Jungle Cruise, which is now based on, uh, you know, you're taking a, a, a journey through the jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've added a ticket kiosk. It is not a real kiosk because they have a sign that out front that says the excursions are free today. Fun. So, yeah. Alrighty. Um, the canopy and pavement work has been uh, moving along at the Tron Light Cycle Run at the Magic Kingdom. That's right. Not only uh, are they continuing work on the canopy... Uh, but they have laid the pavement uh, that runs up to the Tron Light Cycle Run. So that is exciting. Uh, you know, we know that's not going to open until 2023. Well, it's, it's it came off of the list. It was on the D23 list of attractions that were opening in 2022, but it suddenly dropped off. So people think that it's not going to be opening until 2023. Um, so time will tell, but uh, construction you know, does continue. There's a uh, lot going on there. It is crazy how much, you know, work it takes and, and just, I don't know, the amount of pillars and supports and right. just, it's amazing. But the pavement does look spectacular. Fabulous pavement. The Cheshire Cafe um, has been closed possibly for the whole season uh, at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, uh, the windows have been closed and the menus have been removed from out front. 
and uh, it should be a seasonal seasonal closure. And uh, that means right now it will be closed through at least uh, March 6th. The uh, Cheshire Cattail Pastry uh, that they are known for serving now is available over at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe in Tomorrowland. Okay. What else have you got for me? Let's shoot over to Epcot. Oh, all right. Uh, The Voices of Liberty are going to be returning to the American Adventure Rotunda in Epcot. Yeah, they. Uh, this is the first time since March of 2020. Uh, they've been performing out at the American Gardens Theater, and uh, they are now inside. Uh, however, they they're not wearing their period style costumes, mm-hmm. which is a little bit That's uh, weird. I don't want to say offsetting, but it is not the norm. Uh, the singers do remain distanced from each other uh, while they sing. Uh, but they are uh, in the rotunda in modern clothes. So uh, that's, you know, a little bit of semi-normalcy returns. Kind of bring back their outfits. Why would you do that? I don't know. That's weird. All right. Um, the breezeway ceiling has been finished at the Connections Cafe, and the eatery construction is continuing. Yep. That's uh, that's the whole story there in a nutshell. Okay. Um, the... Yeah, you're going to have to do this one. I can never say these these uh, foreign words. The Souk al-Maghreb store, which was the gift shop in the Morocco Pavilion of Epcot, uh, is scheduled to reopen on February 7th. They closed uh, back in October for a planned refurbishment, uh, and then it ended up being an extended refurbishment. Uh, so February 6th uh, will be a good day for the Morocco Pavilion. All righty. Uh, permits have been filed for construction at Restaurant Marrakesh in Epcot. That's right. There's been a uh, permit filed uh, for electrical and construction work. And we know Disney took over the P- Morocco Pavilion from the country of Morocco um, a while ago. And uh, it'll be good to see some work done in Marrakesh and have them reopen. Awesome. Um, the citizens of Hollywood Streetmosphere characters are make, have made their first appearance back at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, uh, they're not back yet okay. permanently. Uh, this was just part of the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. Uh, the Streetmosphere characters, the citizens of Hollywood, uh, usually do appear to cheer on runners during the event. Uh, and as such, they were in the uh, in the park this past weekend. That's very fun. So good to see them there, and hopefully they're back on the streets full time. Yes, that would be good. Uh, over at Toy Story uh, Mania, there was a fist fight. That's right. Things are getting rough over in Toy Story Land, uh, as there's been another guest fight caught on video. Uh, that happened this past weekend. And uh, no real word on what happened, but uh, people had to be pulled off of uh, each other. People are idiots. People are idiots. <laughs> no, no charges were filed that we're aware of. All right. Um, the Rock and Roller Coaster um, in Hollywood Studios was closed again. Yeah, Rock and, Roll, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster is having a rough time. Uh, they were closed. So while we were gone on vacation, uh, they were closed on December 20th, 29th and 30th. Then it reopened on the 31st. Then it closed on the morning of the 1st, and then it was closed again on January 3rd and 4th, reopened again on the 5th, and then was closed again on the 7th and the 8th. Mm. So uh, no word on what is causing these multiple closures, um, but it is uh, up and running as of today, January 9th. We'll see how long that uh, how long that lasts. Well, that's frustrating, especially during... Um during the times before the new year. Yes. Because so many people were in the parks. Right. Um, even really like the first and the second. It was busy. It was. Yeah. 
Um, Expedition Everest is now closed for a three-month refurbishment. That's right. They're uh, scheduled to uh, be refurbished uh, through mid-April. Wow. Uh, and that is a planned closure. Uh, this is uh, supposedly to address issues with the ride system. Um, and uh, it is not to fix the Yeti. No one cares about the Yeti anymore. It's just done. Yeah. No one thinks it's ever going to get fixed. Maybe someday. Um, at Animal Kingdom, there's some sad news as Rebecca, the black swan, who is actually a male, uh, has passed away. Yeah, very sad. Um, Rebecca, the male black swan, lived at Walt Disney World for most of his life, uh, starting out in Epcot. Um, and uh, for over 30 years, uh, for most of his 30 years, he was a part of the uh, Disney properties, uh, eventually moving to the Animal Kingdom on opening day in 1998. Uh, he and his mate were at the very front of the park in the Oasis. Uh, and a few months ago, the female swan passed away. Apparently, they didn't name her. Um, mm -hmm. And now Rebecca has joined her. That's funny so, that they named him Rebecca. Yeah, very Maybe sad. they named him Rebecca before they knew he was a boy. That's exactly what happened. They thought he was a female and categorized him as such and gave him a female name. And then after they figured out he was a male, they decided that they would not change it. <laughs> so rest Cute. in peace, Rebecca. Um. You don't like that story? No. Okay. Uh, let's talk about um, some cancellations at Drawn to Life. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil on January 6th uh, canceled their performances just minutes before showtime. Ugh. Uh, much to the chagrin of many people who had been waiting outside for two or three hours waiting to get in. Two or three hours? Yeah, that's what people said. You that's know. ridiculous. Yeah. No, they were having dinner. And I mean, I get it. Like you, We like really did make a trip very much for to see that show. Right. It would have been really, really disappointing if on my birthday, this show that we had planned for months and months didn't happen. Right. Um, so I'm sure there were plenty of very disappointed people, some who more easily could reschedule it than others. Exactly. All right. Um, a new store is coming to Disney Springs in 2022. That's right. Kendra Scott, an upscale jewelry retailer, will open a new retail location in the town center section of Disney Springs. Uh, at some point during this spring, there are stickers and logos on the door of their new location now, um, and there is no opening date, just they will be coming in spring of 2022. Their location will be next to the Ever After Jewelry and Company uh, in the town center. Uh, it's funny that they're putting a jewelry store next to a jewelry store. Yeah. Uh, the store is going to be 1,650 square feet and will carry the brand's full assortment of mainline and fine jewelry. Yeah, I don't really visit the ju the uh, jewelry stores. So. No, that's like how the cruise line has a jewelry section in it now. I don't know. I would I would guess not one person bought anything at that jewelry store. They I mean, there was hardly anyone on the yeah. cruise anyway. But Right. All right. Um, guests have been missing some flights due to communication failure between um, Disney World and Mears in yeah. the uh, at the end of the Magical Express days. Well, this happens here. Um, uh, part of the marathon weekend, uh, Disney screwed up uh, the communication with Mears, so a bunch of people were left without rides to uh, the airport. Um, you know, it's funny because these systems are already in place. Mm -hmm. Mears ran Magical Express for a number of years. Right. Um, Disney, you know, whatever feed went into the Mears system should still exist. Uh, but there were a lot of unhappy people uh, in the parks uh, today. 
yeah. uh, or in the resorts, I should say, um, because they did not have rides. So Uber probably made out very well uh, today. And, uh, you know, just wondering, wondering how much of it was Disney trying to give mirrors a little bit of a black eye. Why would they? I don't know. I mean, why wouldn't they? Because they're going to be relying, their guests are going to be relying on the service that they're now recommending. Uh, that's true. They're not giving you any other option. But they're not the official transportation. Of so what is the official, tra- there is no there official is transportation. Yet. So, all right. Uh, food and package delivery smart lockers have been installed at Disney's all-star music resorts. Yeah, this is a great idea. Uh, right near the entrance of the resort next to the big music sign. Uh, they have uh, put in 45 smart lockers of varying sizes. You can use these lockers for grocery or package delivery. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a, a code, I guess, when you order that yep. gives you the combination. Uh, I know that Amazon has a number of these lockers set up. I know there's some at the Milford Post Mall that I've yep. seen. Um, and uh, this is just a nice way to have stuff delivered without having to bother the Disney uh, luggage services staff to ha- have them store your groceries. So for groceries, that's great. But also if you have something delivered, um, it's just like a regular package. You forgot your charger or something like that. And you order it from Amazon. Um, the desk, the front desk, Disney will charge you to go and pick up your package. It's anywhere from, I think like anywhere from 10 to $25 to pick up your package, depending upon what resorts you're staying at. So mm-hmm. um, I imagine these um, get around that. I don't think you should have to pay any kind of a fee for that. Right. So okay. that's good. It is. All right. Um, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser has another huge wave of cancellations. That's right. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser final payment is due 90 days prior to uh, your stay. Uh, the resort is expected to open up on March 1st. Uh, so there are people well within those payment windows. Um, and for April, May, and June uh, and July, uh, there had previously only been ha- had been one sailing available, uh, but now there has been a wave of cancellations, and there are up to seven sailings on each one of those months available. Yeah, um, it's uh, very tough. There's been some negative press related to the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, um, so people are very hesitant. Uh, they have a very strict payment cancellation policy. As I mentioned, your full payment is due 90 days prior to arrival. If you cancel between 90 and 30 days prior to arrival, you only get a 50% refund. And if you cancel within 30 days of your trip, you get zero refund. Yeah, so. I, I think that um, putting aside the bad press, I think this might be a, a COVID issue. We saw mm-hmm. on the cruise... Um, even with the limited availability that, you know, they're down um, capacity, we were sailing with very few people and we know quite a few people who either canceled out or weren't able to go because of COVID. Um, I think people are right now a little afraid to travel. And and on top of that, you start to understand if you have traveled a little bit that your experience is not the same as it was pre-COVID. Masks make a big difference. They can detract from the experience to a fair extent social distancing makes it really difficult and if i were signed up for a um galactic star cruiser trip in uh, march or april i would be postponing it um because i don't think things are going to be back to normal enough to fully enjoy that experience right you know i mean how are you supposed to stay socially distant from people it, it takes it's part of the whole experience is really based on interactions so I just, I, I don't think it would be very enjoyable. And if you're going to spend that kind of money, people would probably rather wait until they know they can have the full experience. 
I will agree with you on that. All right. Um, let's get into entertainment news. All right. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home has reached the $1.53 billion mark at the global box office. That's right. It has done that in four weekends. It is now the number eight movie of all time and has jumped ahead of the Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Frozen 2. Um, It is expected by the end of this weekend to be the number six grossing movie of all time. Uh, It is Sony's highest grossing film of all time. Uh, international box office is now 86 point, I'm sorry, 867.5 million. And this is without having opened in China. Wow. Which is a, usually a large component of the international box office. It did just open up in Japan this past weekend and it opened to 11.8 million, which surpasses both of the previous Spider-Man films, uh, in terms of value. Okay. So, uh, it continues to dominate. Will it have legs big enough to reach uh, Avengers Endgame status uh, over $2 billion? I don't know. Only time will tell. Yeah, we'll see. Um, this is kind of big news. We've been looking forward to um, a new Pixar movie that's coming out, uh, Turning Red, which is uh, about a little girl who, when she gets um, angry, turns into a red panda. Uh, it seems that now it's not going to be theatrically released. That's right. It is now going to be released exclusively on Disney Plus on Friday, March 11th, uh, which is very odd because that will make the third uh, Pixar film in a row that is getting released exclusively to Disney Plus. And I mean, they've been, uh, we've been watching, we've been to the movies a lot, and this has been um, a preview on quite a few of the movies that, mm-hmm. you know, it's a preview for theatrical release, and now all of a sudden they've turned, turned around and, and they're not doing that. I don't really understand right. why. So Luca, Soul, and Turning Red will go direct to Disney Plus. Soul went direct to Disney Plus too, huh? Yep. Yeah, very weird. Okay. Um, there's a rumor that Amelia Clark's Kiara, Kira. Kira is going to star in the new Disney Plus Star Wars series. That's right. She's expected to reprise her role from Solo, a Star Wars uh, story, uh, for a new Disney Plus series. Um, It would follow her, although the plot is unknown. We do know that she is a leader of the Crimson Dawn, uh, which is a crime syndicate uh, that Darth Maul is affiliated with. Uh, This character has appeared in Star Wars comic books, but has not been in any other films. All right. So we'll see where that goes. Okay. Um, Marvel movies are accounting for 30% of the 2021 box office total. That's right. There were four Marvel Cinematic Universe films released in 2021. Uh, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings, and The Eternals. And then Sony Pictures released Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, And as Cheryl mentioned, those four movies accounted for 30% of the uh, U.S. box office uh, for 2021. Mm -hmm. So when you compare that to 2018... Uh, you know, when Marvel was 18% of the box office. Yeah. Uh, you know, COVID's uh, been very unkind to theaters this year. It is. Speaking of being unkind. I'm a little bummed about this one. You go ahead. That's right. Uh, Morbius, uh, which is a vampire movie uh, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, has had their release date pushed back to April. It was expected to be released in uh, January. And we've seen a lot of trailers uh, over the past month or two. Uh, for this film. Um, So now it's going to be uh, April of 2022 for a film that was originally supposed to be released in 2020. And Cheryl's very upset because she is a a big Jared Leto fan. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't like him in a lot of this movie. It's just a few frames that I'd like to <laughs> print into posters and hang over my bed. Alrighty, that's just kind of creepy. Not really. Kids do it all the time. Okay. I'm just, you know, not a kid anymore. All right. So do you know what happened this weekend? What? It was the Disney uh, Marathon weekend. Yes. Uh, and in a uh, unprecedented uh, turn of events, mm-hmm. um, one woman won all four races. Really? Uh, at uh, at this weekend's event. Um, she is an aspiring Disney, um, I'm sorry, an aspiring Olympian uh, by the name of Brittany Charbonneau. And uh, she's from Denver. And... Uh, she ran all four races. She's the first person to, to win the 5K, 10K, half marathon, and marathons wow. in the event's 29-year histories. Uh, so that's 48.6 miles of running on four consecutive days. Wow. So she's 33 years old, and she's from Denver. 33 is not young to be trying to start your um, Olympic career. Well, you know what? More power to her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, uh, Universal News. Um, you can meet a Triceratops at Jurassic World in Universal Studios Hollywood. That's right. You've uh, been able to meet a Velociraptor there. Okay. Uh, but now you can meet a Triceratops. He's pretty cool. Uh, the Triceratops is accompanied by a handler because we know we can't have these dinosaurs just roaming free range. No, that's a bad idea. Um, and uh, the Triceratops uh, is not very mobile, um, but uh, he is rather animated and will interact with guests. Aw, kind of cute. Yeah. All right. Um, Moving over to Universal Orlando, they are preparing for Mardi Gras 2022. That's right. 2022 Mardi Mardi Gras kicks off on February 5th. So they have started putting up trusses and decorations uh, in in the parks. So, uh, you know, once again, we talk about normalcy returning. And with normalcy comes refurbishment. Yes. Uh, Universal Studios Florida is... um, has their Revenge of the Mummy walled off and closed for refurbishment. That's right. It is expected to reopen in late summer. Um, but as Cheryl mentioned, the Revenge of the Mummy's courtyard is now surrounded by construction walls. Um, so that uh, that's the news there. All right. What do we have going on over in SeaWorld? Um, the Icebreaker Roller Coaster is going to be debuting on February 18th. Yeah, always exciting when a new coaster uh, debuts. Uh, this ride is going to be near the Wild Arctic attraction between Shamu Stadium and Bayside Stadium and uh, is going to debut at some point in February. There are going to be annual pass holder previews from January 30th, uh, between January 30th and February 15th, and uh, it will a, be a reverse launch into the steepest beyond vertical drop in Florida. Okay. And there will be four launches with airtime. Uh, this is the first new coaster in SeaWorld since Mako debuted in 2016. Uh, and the last roller coaster debuted in Orlando was? The Velocicoaster. The Velocicoaster, which opened at Universal's Islands of Adventure last summer. All right. Is uh, that our last story? No, it's not our last story. All right, you give our last story then. All right, the Theme Park Insider Awards were recently held, and Central Florida Theme Parks took nine of the top ten awards. Uh, Seven of those awards went to Universal, and only two to Disney. Hmm. Uh, Universal Islands of Adventure won for Best Theme Park for the third year in a row. They were also recognized for Best New Attraction and Best Roller Coaster in the form of Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Um, Mythos once again won as best theme park restaurant. That is the tenth time this uh, restaurant has uh, has won this. 
Um, and uh, let's see, Halloween Horror Nights was selected as the best Halloween event, and the holiday celebration at Universal Orlando was deemed as the best holiday event. Uh, Disney did win two awards uh, in the top 10, and that was uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistant. Resistance was picked as best attraction, and Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge won for best hotel. The only uh, non-Central Florida winner in the top 10 was How to Train Your Dragon Untrainable, which is from Universal Studios in Beijing, which won for best show, and it features large-scale puppetry, projections, animation, and live-action stunts. So that's the news in uh, theme park news. Okay. All right. Now, you have any uh, final words? No, no. I'm, I'm exhausted. All right. Me too. And our <laughs> listeners are too from a 36-minute show. Right. So until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.